0: And by America. It's time for real television as MMM Carpets brings you Movies Till the Sun Comes Up. Thing. Welcome to Movies Till Dawn a new podcast that's a safe space for filmmakers to talk about the fascinating and exasperating and always unusual and never quite the same thing twice process of creating motion pictures. I'm Raymond Felita, and I'm the show's Toastmaster General. The story of my intense relationship with Mo Howard, Larry Fine, Curly Howard, Shemp Howard, and a not very intense relationship with Joe Besser or Joe Dorita. They were the the fourth and fifth Stooges. Do you know about about my, my life with the three Stooges? Would you like me to tell you? You're captive, so... I have, I have no choice but, but to tell you the, the story of me and the Three Stooges. This all begins in the early 1970s um, thanks to a, a television station that I can't imagine anyone remembers. Uh, maybe there's a few of us in our 50s who do, um, called KBSC from Corona, California. Um, now, in the early 1970s, I didn't know where Corona, California was. Frankly, I still don't really, but I just knew it wasn't in L.A. It was in some remote alien piece of Los Angeles. Um, At that time, there were 13 channels. It didn't go above Channel 13. And uh, KBSC occupied Channel 12, which was an independent station. Um, And they were very strange. They weren't on for most of the day. But at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, they came on. And they played Felix the Cat. Cartoons, not the super old ones like the 1960s versions. Uh, They played uh, Do you remember Kimba the White Lion? Well, okay, listen to this. Maybe the theme song will jog your memory. Kimba, 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 Kimba. Kimba, Kimba, Okay, okay, that's enough. All right, turn around. That's fine. Um that was Kimba. Uh they also played, which more people probably remember than than Kimba the White Lion, they played Speed Racer. As far as I can tell, the first anime ever, ever really made. Here he comes, here comes Speed Racer. He's a demon on wheel. He's a demon, right, okay, he's kill, it kill, a it, kill it, kill it. That's enough. That's enough Speed Racer. Um they also played the Adams Family. I don't know how they licensed all these. They were an independent station, and they had all this, this cool stuff. They also had the Little Rascals, and um, now here's a strange thing: on Saturday nights, they had women's roller derby, uh, and which was violent. It wasn't just women like playing roller derby. They used to beat each other up and stuff, and uh, so I'm like eight, nine years old, and. A couple of friends of mine and I got into like watching the women's roller derby. It was kind of dirty. It was weird. We were fascinated by it. Watching women in, in these like this garb and like 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 hitting each other. We didn't know why we liked it. I, I realize now it was our first um, exposure to kink basically. but We didn't know what that meant, but we couldn't take our eyes off of Women's Roller Derby. That was Channel 52, KBSC from Corona. But twice a day at 5 to 5.30 and at 7 to 7.30 p.m., they played Three Stooges movies. Now, they chopped them up horribly because those movies were 20 minutes each, and they jammed two of them into a half hour. So they they took out five minutes each of them, but it didn't matter. They were the Three Stooges. They were my first exposure uh, to the Three Stooges, and I, I loved them instantly. And you have to remember, like there was no film history books around about them at the time. Uh, Leonard Maltin's seminal book about short subjects, um, the Great Movie Shorts, had not either had not been published, or I had I had not gotten my copy yet. So there was no information, and I became kind of obsessed with who were these people one thing i noticed early on was that there seemed to be three sets of three stooges there was a there and and two of the guys were always the same it was mo larry and the fat bald guy who was hilarious curly it was mo larry and the guy would who who was flustered and befuddled and he had hair falling over his eyes that was shemp um, and then briefly, there was Mo Larry and this guy Joe Besser and I turned those movies off immediately. They were terrible. I even knew that at eight. I knew at eight those movies were just hack work. so I, I turned them off. but I, I became interested in how do I figure out like when were these movies made and and what were they where did they fit in history? And so here's the first thing I I realized um, I could have a genuine, education watching three stooges movies and the the, the way I, <clears throat> I i can prove that is i learned to read roman numerals from watching three stooges movies because i wanted to know the years and i somehow figured out that on the opening credits with the columbia pictures woman with a the torch there was roman numerals that to, told you the years so i don't know how but i figured out that those letters that MCMXXXIv it meant 1935 so I taught myself Roman numerals. That I have the three students to thank for, for 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 Roman numerals, if if nothing else. Um I noticed I noticed other things early on too. I noticed that um in the ones with the oldest Roman numerals, the, the so in other words, the early 1934-35 shorts, they seemed slower. Uh they seemed a little darker, they seemed less uh, the term that we would now use, user-friendly. Um the pace seemed to pick up when the Roman numerals turned into 1936 and 37. So, for instance, in the, in the, in the early Roman numeral Stooge era, dialogue sounds like this. What are you eating? Beans? Hey, you dropped one. <coughs> My beans. Whereas, only a few years later, the Stooge movies sound like this. Pretty nice joint you got here. Where's the leak, boy? In the basement. Where's the basement? Upstairs. Up to the basement. To the basement. To the basement. And it, it, it was interesting to me because, because I, I began to try to figure out the growth of that team and, and why things changed like that. And it kind of showed me that movies in general changed from a somewhat more awkward and stumbling early sound era to a much more confident mid and late 1930s style. Um they made, I think, 150 or so movies, and by the 1950s, they were getting tired too. So even the even the theme song was uh, was was losing it a little bit. Um, but you have to remember, I, I I'm eight years old, and I'm trying to glean all this stuff. I'm reading tea leaves. I'm I'm trying to understand the history of the Three Stooges and why they're so peculiar and why all these things are, you know, are are, are perhaps pertinent or. Perhaps not. One of the weirdest things was those Joe Besser shorts at the end. Were not only unfunny, but Moe gave up his Mo haircut and he slicked his hair back. That was more disturbing than anything. Moe Howard with slicked back hair. He he looked like a a cheap casino manager or something. I mean, he wasn't Mo anymore. You know, he. So I I. But as I said, I I, I never really watched them. The odd thing about the, the Joe Besser shorts too. Uh, I never really felt like. The three of them liked each other. I, I never thought that like they wanted Joe around. At least you know, with with Shemp and with Curly, you really got the sense that these three men were in a, a committed relationship with each other. Uh, but with Joe, it's it's weird. I actually saw Joe Besser short not long ago, um, and it, it occurred to me that Joe sort of seemed like Mo and Larry's gay cousin who was staying with them, and they didn't want him there, and he didn't want to be with them, and. You know, maybe he was, like, waiting for his apartment to to come available, and and so he just was sort of hanging out with them. Uh, And one of the reasons, I think, beyond all of this that I disliked the Joe Besser shorts and it also became part of my film education was uh, the, the liberal and perhaps even egregious use of stock footage. By then, in the late 50s, Columbia was using, you know, very little money, giving very little money to the Stooges for their shorts, and so they would prepare movies that basically lifted stock footage from old uh, Stooge movies and then just shoot a day or two of new Joe footage. And, you know, that's kind of an interesting exercise, I guess. But it was so poorly done, and I remember when it became obvious to me this was going on, the the movie in question was uh, Sappy Bullfighters, which I actually think is the Stooges' last film from 1959, um, which makes uh, liberal use of a Curly classic. What's the Matador? from 1942. Uh, and I just, as a kid that just pissed me off because it was like they were trying to fool me uh, about, about something, and I wasn't having any of that. There were also some mysteries that, uh, that came up in my, in my watching of these Stooge movies, and they were strange, and they were unsettling even. Um, I noticed that, that Curly simply disappeared one day during a pie fight, uh, never to return. It's, it's in a movie, it was called Half Wits Holiday, and uh, he, he's, they're having a pie fight, big pie fight. And at some point, uh, Curly just leaves the room, I guess. You don't see him leave the room, but he vanishes from the movie, and he never comes back. Uh, the movie ends with Larry and Mo deciding to, to eat the pie instead of throwing it, and they enjoy them. Um, but where's Curly? I always saw, maybe he went to the bathroom or something, and he, he never came back. Um, an equally strange thing happened with Shemp's last movies. The Roman numerals were by then in the 19, mid-1950s. Um, at some point, Shemp started to, uh, uh, he started to grunt instead of talk, and he started to avoid, he didn't like the camera seeing his face for some reason. Um, he would sort of gesticulate, keep the face away from the camera, and make some grunting noises. Uh, and then he disappeared too. Uh, Where did he go? Where did Curly go? Remember, I'm eight years old, and I'm trying to puzzle out these odd things about life where suddenly, in the middle of a pie fight, someone could just disappear, uh, or perhaps people just take to grunting and hiding. Um, Oh, and and then here's one other Stooge thing that that always puzzled me as as a young kid. There was one early Three Stooges movie, the Roman numerals, told me it was 1934. Now, at the time, I didn't know it was their first short. But it was all sung. It was a sung through little mini operetta. It was called Women Haters. And I adored it. It was so strange. All the dialogue was sung, it was beautifully done. And because I didn't know all the other Stooge movies, I kept waiting for another Stooge movie that would be all sung. And it never appeared. I I waited, but like, where's the next one where they just sing? It never happened. Well, later on, I found out that even though that was their first as a threesome short subject comedy routine uh, movie for Columbia, that wasn't really a stooge movie. It was another Columbia short thing that was about little operetta. But anyway, that was the first one they gave them to, to launch off of. It didn't really count. But I loved it. I loved Women Haters. I still do. I can sing most of it. I really can. I have a lot of the lyrics I have in my head. I, I wake up dreaming with Women Haters lyrics. I really do. You don't believe me. But it's, no, it's true. And, and, um, and I think they rival the, the worst of Cole Porter. I would say they rival the worst of 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 Lorenz Hart and Ira Gershwin. The very bottom of them is the top of women haters. Fellas, I tell you, you got me all wrong. I was minding my own business when that woman came along. Suddenly she fainted. Now I'm asking you, if a woman faints right in your arms, what is there to do? You don't think that I'd fool around with a sappy thing like that? Her eyes are like a cat and her hair is like a rat. Well, just the same, we signed a paper, and that paper reads, no woman shall ever enter our lives no matter what she needs. And the next time you're with a girl, you're going to forfeit your dough. And furthermore, you have no right. All not. right, all right, I know. And and there was another thing about women haters that always threw me a little bit. Uh, again, you got to remember, I'm eight years old. I don't really understand filmmaking. The movie begins with them at this strange club. I don't know what women haters meant in the early 1930s. but Best left, leave that to history. But they all have a fight during the movie, and they never speak again, except they reunite 40 years later as old men. Is presumably in the 1970s. I don't know if it's a, 40 years later. There are the Stooges reuniting at the Women Haters Club, and they're gray-haired with beards and canes and hobbling. And as a kid, I was always kind of haunted by this scene because it was very sweet in a way. They got back together, and they sang the theme song. The theme song was called uh, My Life, My Love, My All. Here's a little bit of it. For you, for you, my life, my love, my all. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. A little song beneath the moose. And when you're finished with your pruning, I you need a roll, my life, my, my love, love, my old Now uh they reprised the song at the end as old men, and my thought as a kid was, did they have to wait 30 years to shoot the last scene? Until they were old guys, like how did they make this movie? Because they were old at the end. It was probably my first real big question in terms of filmmaking. What, you know, did you did you have to do it all for real, or could you cheat? At some point, I figured out that they didn't wait. They probably waited half an hour in makeup to to put on the beard and the thing. But you know. Um, Anyway, you know, I mentioned the Leonard Maltin's book, Great Movie Shorts. I got that, and I finally got a list of all their movies who were in them, the directors of them, directors like Del Lord, Jules White, uh, and a director who started uh, making Stooge movies in the 1940s named Edward L. Burns. Um, and I, I got interested in who these people were, and how did these movies come together and then an unusual thing happened in my life in third grade a new kid transferred in to school he was from new york and we became instant friends there in studio city in the san fernando valley the new kid from new york was a boy named peter sloan and we became best friends instantly who knows why at a certain age kids just get each other uh Partly, I think we were both from New York, which only meant that we both didn't act or look or sound like other kids in our class. But what we really bonded on was the Three Stooges. He loved them like I did. And uh, they were on every day at 5 o'clock on KBSC. Uh, KBSC, yeah. And uh, if we weren't able to hang out together, we would watch the Stooges over the phone. Literally, we would watch an hour of the Stooges over the phone and and uh, I don't I guess we just laughed. I don't know what we did when we were watching them but 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 that was our that was our bond. Now around that time, I started collecting film books, or rather, my parents started buying me film books because they saw that I was into this. and uh, one of the first ones I got was William Everson's um, the Films of Laurel and Hardy. and I loved this book, and the book had a very simple and delightful format. Name the movie, give the synopsis, give a little critique, and show a few stills. And I was surprised to find that there was no similar book for The Three Stooges. And so this became a kind of a thing that Peter and I launched into. We need to write the films of The Three Stooges. And so we started on this, this, this venture together, this book. We... Um, we decided what we would do is we would watch every day, like we always did, but we'd jot down notes, what was the story of each film about, and we'd try to give a little opinion about it. We also took photographs right off the TV screen to, to paste into the book. And the the now, of course, the films were in black and white, but the only TV my parents then had was in black and white, too, which actually made the quality of the black and white even worse. It was like sort of fourth generation black and white with me taking black and white photos. Like the the photos could not have been more abysmal. But Peter and I got into doing this, and we put, well, I don't know how long it was, but we put at least a few pages together. It felt like we were compiling a a real big book. And um, I think my father was kind of impressed. He was a writer, and he was writing books at that time. And he said, well, you know, if you're gonna write a book about the three stooges, you, you really should do some more research and maybe interview some people. And I happen to know someone who used to work with them. His name was Ed Burns. If you enjoyed listening to Movies Till Dawn, you can visit my blog where I post videos related to the subjects that I interview. Just go to moviestilldawn.blogspot.com. You can find this podcast at moviestilldawnpodcast.com, but we're also available on most of your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spotify, and YouTube. I would love to hear from you. If you're inspired to reach out, you can email me at podcast at gmail.com. And please feel free to follow me on Twitter at r d e f. That's R-E-E-L-R-D-E-F. And if you have a film geek in your life, or even just a mildly curious fan, spread the word that we're here.